It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's the dog days of June, but there's still plenty going on in Steeltown football. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And I'm Dave Schofield, and this is the week that was with Brian and I actually back together again for the first time in a long time. It, it, it's kind of nice to see you here again, Bad, to do this fun little show. It is nice to be here, and I'm glad we are, and I appreciate your flexibility with me. And it's uh, it's great because you know lots of fun stuff coming up coming up in the summertime when the weather gets nice, spending time with the family. So I'm glad that uh, some weeks it's you, some weeks it's me. But when we're together, it's special. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I hate to tell you this, but uh, my trip to Niagara Falls last weekend uh, much better than doing the show. No offense. I love the Steelers and I love you, buddy. But uh, that was a that, that was a pretty cool experience. Um, None taken. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, let's dive into this. You ready to go? I am. Yeah. All right. Well, this is kind of becoming a trend that, uh, you know, the the last show was last Sunday morning. You did did a a great job uh, holding it down when I was out of town. Guess what? We didn't have anything from last Sunday. And we are reaching a time of the year that we're going to see how things come together to see if we have every day covered when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because honestly, we're getting to that time where no news can be really good news. Not that there's never news, but if there's a day with no Steelers news, I'm going to be all right with that. But last Sunday was one of those days, unless you have anything that you can think of that that, that seemed that that really had to do. It was the it was the calm before mandatory minicamp is the way i would say it absolutely and no i have nothing to add or i would have put it in the article (laughs) yes and guess what there is nothing in the article but monday we had some stuff as the steelers were getting ready um because remember mandatory minicamp didn't start till tuesday so monday there's a little bit but there was there was some reports dealing with a former steelers player and one of those other football leagues We'll, we'll have another Another report about that other football, a, a different other football league as well later on. But for this one is that in the XFL, the Vipers are expected to part ways with head coach Rod Woodson. And they did. 
Okay, yeah, honestly, I don't follow the XFL enough to know that they made that official, but I know it was on Monday that that was what it was expected. Uh, did, did it come out later that day, or was it later in the week? Do you remember? I, it might have been the next day, but gotcha. it, it was made official. Gotcha. So a, a, any more thoughts about uh, Rod Woodson and his uh, head head coaching days in the XFL appearing to be over? They only gave the guy 10 games, but it's true that, you know, Hall of Fame player doesn't mean Hall of Fame coach. So with Rod Woodson, maybe it just didn't equate. But all I'm saying is, you know, give a guy more than a chance to have a two and eight record. And you also got to remember, even at the highest level, even at the NFL, even a fantastic coordinator does not equal a great head coach. Yes. So the the, the fact that, oh, well, maybe he wasn't the right head coach material for the XFL doesn't mean that Rod Woodson wouldn't necessarily be um, a good coach in one way or the other. So that that was one piece of news. Hey, did, did you see the report from uh, on Monday with uh, Tyson Alualu that says he would love to return to the Steelers? Yeah, and you know what? He proved his loyalty two years ago when he decided to, uh, you know, negate his contract well he never signed it because of covid and travel with the jacksonville jaguars so he decided to come back to pittsburgh he has been a very good pittsburgh Steeler for them in the later stages of his career but that time kind of runs out that's why he hasn't been offered a spot i think a lot of people would love to see him back but they don't want to do it at the expense of a guy like the dancing bear keanu benton yeah, and he, honestly, he's he's a, just past a month removed from his 36th birthday. Wow. I mean, that's up there, and the Steelers already, in, in my opinion, have more defensive linemen than they can even – than what they would be able to keep at this time, that they have more than they can realistically have on the roster going into the season. So adding another one in Alualu would be really tough. But, hey, maybe he's a guy that that does the veteran thing, stays in shape, is ready to go. And if there's a team, whether it be the Steelers or someone else, that, that needs to call on someone as the season gets going, maybe he can find his opportunity in that manner. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and then one other thing from Monday. This is one that, you know, I've – I dedicated almost an entire show on Tuesday with the Scobro show where we talked about um, how our fandom was shaped and shaped by, you know, even the local Pittsburgh media. Um, I know you you talked about it some on the Steelers preview, but we, we lost a great one on Monday in The Godfather, Stan Saverin. Yeah, and I'm going to say this, you know, a guy like Stan Saverin to me is a guy that, you know, just, uh, you know, it epitomized my growth in being a fan you know he was around the entire time and that's something that you know i i just embraced this guy i i would listen to him just even in the last couple years i mean at noon i would switch whatever i was doing to turn on stan because he was that kind of he was just a great representative of pittsburgh this one really hurts dave stan may have grown up in cleveland but the man bled black and gold and he breathed Pittsburgh sports. Yeah, this it, there's that generation that we're we're losing, um, and and Stan's one of those. And you know he was still doing the job even though he was really dealing with illness, and and still continued to do as as much as he can. Do you wonder why? Because he wanted to, because yes. he wanted to do it. So, I mean, he right up until the end. So, so thank you for everything, Stan Saverin. You will be missed by Steelers Nation, by the city of Pittsburgh. And uh, just go ahead, Brian. Mark Madden, the uh, guy who uh, dubbed him the godfather, uh, you know, made a comment last week. And it was like, Stan would have never quit on his own. You know, you yeah. would have never seen him do that. Yeah, so uh, uh, rest in peace, our friend, and we we will miss you. All right, Brian. Somehow we got to figure out a way to move on to Tuesday after that one. But that's just kind of been the week it's it's been ever since Stan passed away on Monday. But uh, on Tuesday, uh, the Steelers were were heading into mandatory minicamp. There was a report out. The Steelers had two players in for a tryout basis during minicamp. One of which was I'm going to screw this name up so bad. Linebacker Nick, you you got this because he went to WVU. Maybe Quite Qu Yeah, okay. I almost had it right there. Um, 
you know, former fourth round pick, but he was coming in to try out with the, with the Steelers. Don't know what's equated from that, but we'll talk a little bit more about an interesting part of the roster by the end of the week. Yeah. And you know, this guy here, he was, he was completely totally sought after just two years ago. I, he was a $21 million man at one point in a contract, not for the entire, for the entire season, but he's, he signed that kind of contract. This was a guy that uh, could really be a special teams maven with the Steelers. Yeah. And inside linebacker is one position that if the Steelers made a move, like Eve, like a, not just a move of having a guy that's, that's there for training camp. I need a move for someone that not only could realistically do it, but could even have an inside track to the 53-man roster, I think inside linebacker. Now, I don't know if he's inside or outside. You know more about this than me. I just saw linebacker. Um, but even, even an outside linebacker, if you're talking about depth, the linebacker position in general is one that wouldn't shock me if there could be someone who's going to make the roster that's not on the roster right now. Yeah, Nick is an inside guy. I thought he was, but then I started to second-guess myself when I said it. <laughs> so... Um, but I, as I found when I was doing some research for, for Stat Geek this past week, some anymore, sometimes it's really hard to differentiate between the inside and the outside. There are, there are players that really could kind of do both, and maybe that's what the Steelers are leaning towards um, in other places. I, I don't know, but that's a whole different topic for another day. Um, here's another topic about, you know, you, you want to talk about players playing different positions within a position group. Because you know they're they're both still named linebacker, but but what about those that are named cornerback? Where uh, on on Tuesday, Grady Brown, the secondary's coach for the Steelers, said that they're using Patrick Peterson similar to how they use Camp Sutton. Now, meaning with that, it's the whole idea of play on the outside when they're in base. Hey, can bump to inside when you're bringing multiple cornerbacks on the field. This is what I saw coming from for a very long time meeting ever since they signed Patrick Peterson and he interviewed and said, Hey, I'm willing to play whatever position you want to put me safety, blah, 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 blah. i just want to get out there and do what I can. And I'm thinking this would be the guy that could slide in like a camp sudden. I kind of had that in the back of my head. Uh, Jim Wexel from the steel city insider podcast, which you can hear at steel curtain network on Wednesdays. He had said the same thing early on. And I, so I believed him. So to me, this is just kind of confirming what I thought could happen. Yeah, you know, and another thing about Patrick Peterson is he is so versatile and, you know, he could actually be a Rod Woodson type of guy here, Dave. Yeah, yeah, and I, the more that the savvy veteran can do, the more, oh, sorry, I, I started to say the wrong word. The more the savvy veteran can do, the less you have to ask your young players to, to do multiple things. How many times have we seen the Steelers with the rookies say, hey, rather than focus on doing all this, focus on just this. And if you can do that with these young cornerbacks, because you've got that guy you can ask to do multiple things in Pat Pete, that's just going to be just a better situation for the Steelers secondary and their entire defense. Yeah, and you know what? He could be a Rod Woodson-type guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, how Rod Woodson was when he went to other teams. Now, look, I know Rod Woodson moved to safety, but versatility in an advanced age is so huge for the Steelers, and he still, at this advanced age, could be a guy, could, could have similar production to a guy like Cam Sutton last year, and he's one of those guys that he's almost like Dick Clark. He's ageless. Yeah. Yeah, so I I'm excited about that signing because of what Peterson still brought last year. As long as he still can can continue to bring it for another season, there's there's a lot you could be excited about with the Steelers defense. But how many times we see it? Father time doesn't come a knocking until he's ready, and and the and the fall off could be quickly. So let's just hope that that's just not there quite yet. Uh, before practice on, well, I guess it is practice, mandatory minicamp, but, but before their session that, that they were on the field on Tuesday, Alex Highsmith spoke, uh, said how he would, he'd like to get a deal done before training camp, uh, likes how the negotiations are going so far, um, didn't say a, how much he was going to participate throughout minicamp, 
but said he was there and he needed to be there. You know, Highsmith's the type of guy that wouldn't be talking about this, but he almost has to because they're going to bring it up. He's not bringing it up. So don't worry when you hear him talking about the contract situation whatsoever. And in fact, the stuff that he's saying is all very positive. He is a gracious kind of guy. Dave, you talked to his father a couple years ago yes. on, on a show, you and your brother on the Scobro show, you know, he, uh, you know, just a stand up fi family, a stand up type of guy. And of course the guy knows that he deserves the money that should be coming to him, but he's also, a team first type of guy too. So, you know, we really shouldn't, we really wouldn't be hearing a peep out of Alex Highsmith unless he wasn't being bombarded with questions. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, they're, they're going to ask him the questions, so he's going to have to answer them. And I think, honestly, I'm very satisfied with that answer that he gave um, with, with everything during minicamp. So, uh, hopefully that can get done. Hopefully that's some news we get to cover here during the the downtime of the NFL season. But uh, uh, one more thing from Tuesday before practice: Najee Harris was another one that he they talked to him and he's he made some comments and everything about um, stuff going on with other running backs around the league. Um, you've got a couple that are franchise tagged. Don't know if they're going to actually play. Uh, other ones, you know released things like that. And just the whole shelf life issue. He understands that, uh, that, that age is an important number when it comes to running backs. But at the same time, in the same interview, he was, uh, he was surprised to learn that Tom Brady was 45 when he, <laughs> when he finally hung it up, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. You know why? And Najee is getting some flack from national media because of this. Because he's talking about how the running back position has been devalued. But he's speaking truth here. There are no lies here. He is not lying at all. The running back position is devalued. And people are saying right now that the Steelers are going to have a problem in a couple of years with Najee Harris. Because when his contract runs out, that he might be doing the same thing. You know what? Don't, don't put words into a guy's mouth. Don't give him an agenda that he might not even have. But he's talking about his position and how age is a factor, like he just said. And it doesn't matter when you're 45 and you're Tom Brady and you're a quarterback. That doesn't matter. He's saying, why, why wouldn't it matter for a running back? A running back is very important to a team, but now they are not getting franchise player type money, even though they are getting franchise tag. Yeah, I, I get what he's saying, but there's a lot that can happen. I mean, the, the story for Najee Harris, I mean, think about it. You're only two-thirds of the way before a decision has to be made about a fifth-year option. There's still one more season. He's two seasons down, one more season to go. Then they have to decide on the fifth-year option, and then you have that whole fourth year before that would even you know, roll around to even get there. It's something that's kind of in the back of that back of the mind, but it's not on you right now a lot can change within the nfl but the biggest thing is a lot can change with an individual player and how things are going uh between now and then so uh you ready to roll into wednesday i am all right so wednesday you know mandatory minute camps rolling on matt canada spoke on wednesday and there was a lot of things that was dissected about what matt canada said and if you want to hear some some good breakdown of hey let's listen to more than just the one line make sure you check out friday's let's ride with jeff hartman he did a fantastic job of he actually played some audio from from the mad canada interview to say hey people might have pulled this one line and people are making a big doubt of it listen to the whole thing and what was really being said but uh one of the things that mad canada said it was about pressure and he's like if you have something worth doing there's pressure every day in life He's like, he doesn't feel it more than, than he ever did. It's, you know, he's wanting to do the best job he can to just win football games. Of course, yeah, he's he's going to do what he can to win football games. But what has alarmed most people, I'm not saying that I'm one of them, but I can see why people are up in arms of everything else that the man said, is simply this. What he said was, I'm not going to do, this offense is not going to be much different than it's been. 
And when they hear something like that, they're like, wait a second. Uh, it needs to be a lot better than what it was. So when they hear that, they get concerned. But Canada's not the type of guy that's going to come out and say that, oh, yeah, I've sucked the last couple of years. He's not going to say that. He's got a, a little bit of a bravado to him. You know, I have no problem with that. I agree with everything he's saying about pressure. You know, if you uh, if you talk about pressure getting to you, then you're a dead man in any kind of job. Really, it's it's going to kill you. So, you know, I, I understand what he's saying, especially in the world of sports, in football, something like this. There's only 32 offensive coordinators in the game, and there's going to be eight new ones next year or maybe more. So that's, that's just the way this goes. It's a do or die situation. So I guarantee you internally he's feeling pressure, but he can't let us know about it. Well, I mean, his point is, is, you know, I felt, you know, there's pressure all the time. You know, if he didn't the last year, even the year before he still had to get the job done. My thing is you mentioned about him saying about things being different. Well, first of all, yeah, let's just telegraph the entire NFL that you're changing things up. That's one. Two, different doesn't always equal better. And different, and what we see as fans versus what they were actually attempting to implement might not be the same thing. I mean, it's been a long time since I coached. But when I was coaching, there was a lot of times that our last practice before a game i had an offensive game plan i had we had things we were working on we went to run over certain things and there were just parts of the play sheet that after practice i'm just crossing them off nope not ready for this nope don't have the right people to do this nope can't do this and then you just go with what you have left so for all we know there was a lot of stuff that that was even involved there that still what they worked on but they didn't necessarily even pull out based on having the proper personnel or this or that, the other thing. Yes, it's the NFL, so they should be more ready to do stuff like that. I'm just saying, how much of everything did we even see? There's so much more behind the scenes, and we all want to jump in and judge and say how it's going to be now. I don't care about how it is now. All I want to see is is good offensive production. I, I don't care about better because I don't really care about last year. I just want to see good offensive production this year. That you know, I, I don't have to compare it to last year. I, I'm okay as long as the Steelers are doing well with what they're doing in 2023. But of course, as a numbers person and everything else, I'm going to compare the numbers and things of that nature. But really, if you didn't do a very good job before, oh well, just do good now. Do good now. That's really what it is. Moving on there. Uh, anything else you want to say about Canada? Or no, I, Canada. I get that. Yeah. So. All right. One other thing. Kenny Pickett, he's getting married. So we, we should now that this is running on Sunday. That means he's less than a week away from his wedding. But he was asked about it. Um, this this heading out. Yeah, he had to head back to New Jersey to get ready for the wedding. And apparently him and his, his or missed uh, the, the, the Taylor Swift concert. Oh, so, boy. I tell wow. you what. I mean, that's heartbreaking news right there. Well, this is a hot ticket in the Eras Tour. I mean, my daughter was begging me for months to just go and sit out in Philadelphia to try to get tickets because uh, it was just happened to be on her birthday. And because somebody on TikTok said that it was possible, you know, Kenny Ticket has that kind of Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. has that kind of clout to get tickets. Then my daughter when she heard this today, wanted me to call up KP8 and get his Tay-Tay tickets. And I don't know if she realizes that I don't have that kind of clout, but I love the fact <laughs> that she thinks I do. Yeah. Was that a two-night concert? Was there one Was there yeah. one on, on Friday and Saturday? Friday uh, and Saturday. Gotcha. Because it's funny because I saw people posting stuff about being at the Taylor Swift concert. Bob Pompiani, of all people, you know, put, showing putting Taylor Swift uh, videos out there. But then I, would I, just, yeah, I, then I saw somebody else saying, oh, ready for the Taylor Swift concert. I'm like, are you a day too late? I'm like, ah, oh, there's probably two shows. Hey, uh, my, my niece, Big Brosco's daughter, I don't know which night she was there, but she was going for it. I, t- um, I tell you what, I would have went because it's uh, that is the biggest ticket. And, you know, that's, that's like seeing Michael Jackson back in the day. Yeah, I, I can't remember – if she's been there since, but several years ago, I actually purchased Taylor Swift tickets. 
uh, at at the time Heinz Field. It was for a family member, and because I had season tickets, I could buy them early. So I oh, got them. okay. I got them for. I was not in attendance, but I actually did go through. Now I get all this Taylor Swift stuff in my email now, which is just interesting for that reason. But uh, that's a whole nother story. Uh, let's let's finish up with Wednesday here, real quick. Let, let's talk some Darnell Washington. Uh, he he spoke some on Wednesday. Said that uh, he feels like he has a full route tree because that was something that was brought in question. He said at Georgia, I ran a lot of different routes in practice. If I had made a practice highlight tape, it would look like I had 2,000 yards. That's a pretty interesting quote. Also said that if he wanted better numbers in order to prepare him for the NFL draft, he could have transferred. Said went back home to the West Coast. But he chose to stay and work with the best to go against the best and learn. And his quote was, I could have taken the easy way out to get more production, but I wanted to be around the best. Yeah. You know what? I mean, he probably could. And really, you know, I, and he did fall to the fourth round. This is the kind of guy that uh, a lot of people were talking about being a first round pick. You know, he could have been a, uh, a number one guy. If you went to what USC or UCLA, you know, he could have gone out or he could have gone to another team or, or maybe a lesser team and you get a lot of production, but no, he, he wanted to stay in Georgia and he, uh, he did share time with a, with another tight end there who is actually expected to be a, uh, a top pick next year as a tight end. So it's one of those situations where, you know, a lot of people are poking holes in them now. Now they're trying to figure out when they, they were calling him the steal of the draft at the end of April. Now they're trying to figure out why he slipped down and they're finding all these reasons. And now it's the route tree. And it's like, uh, there, there must be a reason he's not there. And they're, they're pinning these limitations on him. But the bottom line to it is he, all he has to do is do his speaking on the field. This means nothing. I, I love it. I love that he's defending himself, but really do your talking on the field. And that's, that's going to show everything who you are. Yeah. I don't care if he had two catches or 200 catches in college. I don't care if he was in drafted in the second round or the fourth round. I just want to see him play. And I can't wait for August to see him play. So that was Wednesday. Let's go ahead take a quick break here. Come back, finish off the little bit that's left of the week. So stick around. We'll be right back. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are rolling on with the week that was. Of course, this is longer than the last couple episodes because this is both of us together. But this is how it's meant to be, Brian. You having fun yet? Oh, I love it. I I love this show. I love hanging out with you and through our computers. And then we get to uh, <laughs> we get to remember stuff that happened throughout the week. Yeah, and now now here's one from Thursday. This is when the NFLPA officially released this. There was some of the some of this data had been put out there a little bit earlier in the week, but th- this is the best spot to talk about it. They they did their rising retail kings is what they did from the NFLPA. 
the 2023 Rising Stars list projects whichever veterans and rookies are poised to have breakout seasons, gain fan support, and ultimately rank among the top sellers of all officially licensed player merchandise. It's who they think are going to, going to sell a, a boatload of jerseys. Well, the Steelers had a player in each list. In the, in, in the veterans, meaning they've played at least a season, uh, I'm trying to, to see the exact – I mean, do they have these ranked in, in number? If so, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to see it. The writing's kind of small. George Pickens was number five. Yeah. So not getting Pickett because, you know, why I think he's already sold a lot of jerseys. That's probably why. But it, in other words, where, who's going to see a big uptick in the, in the selling of, of jerseys this year? So you got George Pickens at number five there. Do you want to say anything about Pickens before we go on to the rookies? No, because you know he didn't sell a lot of jerseys last year because he was not a big name like Pickett. But now everybody's putting him on a different rising stars list. They're expecting him to make one of those big jumps. And with the way that uh, the end of the year shook out, especially that Raiders game when he caught that winning touchdown, yeah, he's getting noticed. Yeah, and then you got for for the rookies. Coming in, just getting on the list at number 10, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, you know, I kind of expected that too. Because even though he wasn't the number one pick, it's uh he is a uh he is a big name. Whether it was in Pittsburgh or not, you know, Joey Porter Jr. would have been a big name if he was drafted to Arizona or Minnesota. Yeah, and speaking of, of Joey Porter Jr., we got some stuff from minicamp on Thursday that just – it was a video that showed Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. and the work they were doing together and the mentoring that was going on. Yeah, and that's – we talked about this a lot about Patrick Peterson and how he's talking about Joey Porter Jr., how he is mentoring, what he's doing in the locker room. Look, he's not just helping JPJ. He's helping a lot of people, but his uh, star pupil right now is Joey Porter Jr. And when you have a Hall of Fame caliber type player that's able to mentor him on the field, that does speak volumes. Now we just talked about at the beginning of this show, we talked about how a hall of famer and Rod Woodson doesn't absolutely make a great coach. But if Rod Woodson was as a veteran player was there on the practice field, you know, giving tips, that is a whole different it's, story. Exactly. It's a completely different scenario, not completely, but a very different scenario. The, the, the there's just, there's just the difference there. Um, I said this before. I the reason I thought the Steelers were going to take Joey Porter Jr. at number 17 in the draft is because of the Patrick Peterson signing. It made so much sense. You bring in a, a veteran, a you know, player. You the Steelers don't sign players as free agents over 30. They don't do that. And they did that. And they brought in someone who's the mentor. I'm like, they've got to be looking to really up what they're going to do at cornerback through the draft. I, that's why I was convinced that Joey Porter Jr. was going to be the pick at 17. Instead, the Steelers trade up, get Broderick Jones, and they still get Joey Porter Jr. It still worked out. I, I, I still can't. That still blows my mind. But yeah. I still think, you know, Patrick Peterson was brought in for something like this. Absolutely. And he was brought in on a two-year deal, so that's enough to get a guy ready. But they also know that you have the type of player, and I keep on making comparisons to Rod Woodson because I know that I know that this man, Patrick Peterson, is likely a Hall of Famer. I know he's going to be on a short list. Doesn't mean he's definitely going to be one, but I would think he would be for what he has done in his career. Look, he had a lot of interceptions the last two years. He did well with Minnesota. This guy can still play, but he's also the kind of guy like Woodson that could move to safety and add five more years to him. And yeah. now we are hearing, uh, we saw a report today that is not on this show, but a nice report today that says, well, you know, he's probably going to postpone his retirement plans. So he's thinking about a much bigger picture. Yeah. Hey, you don't need to rush it. Hey, Enjoy the ride. Go out there, play some ball. That's that. That's the way to do it. So that kind of puts a wrap on on Steelers uh, mandatory minicamp from everything that we were covering. There was one more thing from Thursday, 
which came out later. And that was, it, it, ironically, right after I just did an article where I, I did an entire series, 20 articles about explaining various things in the NFL that people might not know. Just good reference stuff. And I, I wanted to try to get to 20, so I had to ask um, so some of the readers, hey, what else could I cover? I, I need something else. And someone said, hey, how about the supplemental draft? What is that? So I did all this research and, and wrote an article about the supplemental draft. What do you know? The same day it runs, they announced that after three years off, the NFL was bringing back the supplemental draft for 2023. It's scheduled for Tuesday, July 11th. Brian, how much do you know about the supplemental draft? Well, I thought I knew a little bit more about it. And I remember, you know, this being a big thing really in the 1980s mm-hmm. because, you know, in the span of a couple years, you had guys like Steve, uh, excuse me, you had guys like Bernie Kosar in 1985 mm-hmm. and Brian Bosworth in 1987, which, you know, Bosworth, the situation with him is he was accused of steroids at Oklahoma. Yeah. And then what happened he was kicked off after his uh after his senior uh, his sophomore season and he didn't even get a chance to play in the bowl game that year but he was a he was a wrecker this guy was big a big deal and he ended up going to seattle who seattle uh picked him in the first round so that means they gave up a number one pick for him now what happens the supplemental draft goes it's kind of like waves if you go ahead and the first round goes, nobody selects some somebody, they do the second round. Nobody selects some somebody, third, fourth, and the fifth. Then a team picks a guy. That means they're giving up a fifth round pick for him. Yeah, and, and the way it works is it's basically a silent auction. Yeah. You you the players that are available, you put in a bid for a round that of that you would take the player. And if you get awarded that player, let's say you put in a fourth round pick. Hey, I'll give him a, you know, I, I, we'll take him for a fourth fourth round pick. If you get awarded that player, that means you've surrendered your fourth round pick of the next draft. Yes. That's how it works. So uh, I, I, I know you understand this. I'm just putting this out there for the listeners. Um, now, the reason, the reason there hasn't been a supplemental draft for the last three years, I don't know that it's, I, I I can't say this for sure, but from what I've understood, I don't know that there's been any players that have been available to actually draft. And most of these players, in order for a player to be available in the supplemental draft, they've changed the language now because of the whole Bernie Kosar thing. He basically played the system to to intentionally land in Cleveland. Cleveland, under the table, traded for the top pick in the supplemental draft, traded real draft picks for it. So that way Kozar could continually forget to turn in his paperwork. So that way he did not, he wasn't eligible for the regular draft, ended up being only for the supplemental draft where the Browns had the number one overall pick. So that was really shady. So they've tried tried to keep that out, out of it. But bottom bottom line is now you have to have a change in status from the from where you had to declare for the regular draft to when you have to declare for the supplemental draft. That's what's going on now. There's a player. Right now, I only know of one player that's available right now. doesn't mean that there will only be one. But right now, it's wide receiver Milton Wright. He last played for Purdue in 2021. He was deemed academically ineligible for 2022. He's had academic problems um, through throughout his, his time at Purdue. And he had actually officially entered, entered the transfer portal in April. So he was looking to go somewhere else, maybe – this isn't official or anything. Maybe there was, he wasn't going to be able to be reinstated academically or something of that nature after going into the portal. But bottom line is he's available in the supplemental draft. Now the Steelers have never selected a player in the supplemental draft. Um, Just a little bit more history. The, The last year there was a first round draft pick used in the supplemental draft was 1992. And that was quarterback Dave Brown for the New York Giants. And the only player in the supplemental draft. Now, this isn't the this isn't the other supplemental draft, which you which you know a lot about, which is the one that happened where they where they did a full a, a three a full three round draft of US, uh, uh, USFL and and CFL players that, that happened in '84. But this is the 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 typical supplemental draft. The only Hall of Famer 
Chris Carter, fourth round pick in 1987, the same year as Brian Brosworth. And Chris Carter was kicked off a team too yeah. as well. Well, he was suspended. The, the, the word, the official thing that put him in the supplemental draft, he was suspended before his senior season because he signed with an agent. Yeah. I, I consider so, that kicked off, but yeah, no, yeah. no, that, that which, which is which he was now. Did he sign with an agent because there was going to be an other, another problem that was going to come out? So, Oh, I'll sign with an agent. So that's what it goes down to the kick me off. I don't know. I wasn't old enough in 1984 to remember. So, and we didn't, and we didn't have the, the Twitter verse to tell us these things. So, and, and I, re- I remember there being some controversy. Uh, yeah. You know, I was, I was uh, almost in my teens. Yeah. Uh, now, I'll do. This isn't. This isn't really what we do on this show. But this is too much fun. Brian, any idea who the last player drafted in the supplemental draft that made the Pro Bowl would be? Oh goodness gracious! Um, I'll give you a hint. He was taken in 2012. Uh, I'm probably going to th- say Josh Gordon. You are correct. It is Josh Gordon. Okay. I didn't so, even know. I did not know he yep. was a supplemental draft pick, but yes, he was. I, I knew he was around that time mm-hmm. and I knew he had character issues and problems. Yep. And he was a second round supplemental draft pick of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the last supplemental draft pick was in 2019. It was Jalen Thompson of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and he's actually ha- having a, he had a, having a pretty decent career. So sometimes these players work out something. Terrell Pryor was a supplemental draft pick yep. um, in 2011. Uh, just, just some of the other ones. Most of these, especially nowadays, are players that have other issues that's coming along with them. Maybe that's why the Steelers haven't really gotten involved in the supplemental draft. Wow, I talked about that way more than I thought that I would. But uh, – <laughs> We don't have a lot left for the week, though, because Friday, no Steelers minicamp. Break, you know, t- the players are scattered to the wind. They are free to go. No organized team activities until training camp. So the best thing I have is how about a happy birthday to former Steelers tight end and offensive tackle in that order, correct? Larry Brown. Chuck Noll actually says this is one of the best players that he's ever coached. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, one of my favorites, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. He actually only had one Pro Bowl, and it was uh, 1984. Gosh, we're talking about 84 a lot, one of my favorite years. But you know, he, had a, he had a fantastic career with the Steelers. The first offensive touchdown ever for the Pittsburgh Steelers in a Super Bowl. And it was by Larry Brown on a pass from Terry Bradshaw. Now, it was not the first points ever scored because that was a safety in that Super Bowl in 1975. Yes, it was. And uh, that's someone that I'm sorry, will I will continue to pound the table for that should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and that is one Elsie Greenwood. So, oh, oh, oh. nope. He I didn't. Got, I got to correct you. Well, no, because it was it Dwight White that had the safety? It was, it was Mad Dog, yeah. Okay. Dwight yeah. White. yeah. Um, I, I I didn't mean it in that way that he was the one that had the safety, but I, I was just talking about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I got oh, ahead okay. of myself. I got ahead All of right. myself. I that was that was a terrible way to say it myself. So okay. yeah, I, I I thought it was Dwight White that had the safety. Um, yeah. but no, Elsie Greenwood had the four sacks in the Super Bowl. Elsie Greenwood, yeah, I will pound the table. I have a yeah. jersey. I have an Elsie Greenwood jersey. And it was the first actually the first stealer I ever met. Really? First seal you ever met? Yep. I gosh, wow. I was in fourth grade. Wow. That's pretty cool. He was at Glosser Brothers Department Store in Johnstown, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Hey. And the and the line, I think it was 1980, and the line was out the door. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, all right. Uh, we got to finish up here. Uh, the Steelers did make a roster move on Friday. They released safety Scott Nelson. Didn't sign anybody. So, down to 89, the Steelers are. So, I have a feeling next week we might uh, hear something. You think? Yeah. You know, gosh, there's there's rumors of bringing guys in. I mean, we we've heard the rumors over the last couple of weeks. You know, you heard the Isaiah Simmons possibilities with a trade. You heard, of course, Chase Young possibilities. You also uh, they they brought. My gosh, why do I always forget this guy's name? The guy that they were looking at from the Jets, the uh, inside linebacker, Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander. I okay. always forget his name. I don't know why. Hey, 
And remember, they had two trial players at minicamp, one of which we already talked about. Kwiatkowski, so, yeah. Yeah. So do, something will be coming along. There's no reason to drop a player unless there was an extenuating circumstance. Um, we we just don't know. So, hey, also want to make sure make sure you check out the, the week that was article at BehindTheSilkCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. A couple other things from Friday. Um, is some videos, a great video of a speech from Mike Tomlin. It, it was basically a, a highlight video. Um, wasn't it almost like a commercial for the next episode of The Standard? I'm pretty sure it was. But great speech by Mike Tomlin. Um, another one that's in there, it's actually Colin Cowherd talking about the Steelers and not the Ravens are a playoff team. You want to say anything about that one? Yeah, because Colin's not a guy that, shows a lot of love for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But one thing about Colin Cowherd, I I would actually say this, I love him and I hate him. I think he's <laughs> an obnoxious jerk. I cannot stand the guy. But really a lot of his takes, he's right on with them and he does he's kind of like uh the modern day Howard Cosell. He tells it like it is. Yeah. And he's not afraid to do that. It's just like the way it comes off, you you know he's arrogant on the air and that's a true per- that seems like a true persona. Yeah. My thing that's interesting is isn't that the one where they talk about like what Colin got right and what Colin got wrong? Don't they go back and kind of uh, yeah. check, check him with stuff? And th- what's interesting is he usually gets stuff wrong about twice as much as he gets it right. Yet he's getting more right than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but- remember that. Remember that the guy that's getting it right more than other people is still only getting it right about a third of the time. <laughs> But if if Colin Coward, who is a negative Nelly a lot, and he wants to bash, if he goes ahead and praises your team, you know, that's a big thing. That's a big deal yeah. if he praises your team. Exactly. When the Steelers were were had serious problems after winning 11 straight games, he was not afraid to say, this team has problems. And you know what? He was right. And when the Steelers were were better than what people were thinking they were, Last season, he wasn't afraid to say it. You know, things like that. And he gives a good, honest take on the national level about the Steelers that's not just trying to get Steelers fans outraged or Steelers fans, you know, just to hype them up or tear them down or whatever for the views. He actually, I think, is giving his honest opinion, which is not always what you get from people. Uh, We got Saturday, Brian. That's all we got left. And which is good because we're way out of time. But another happy birthday um, to another great member of the Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Famer, Dermotti Dawson. Yeah, dirt with the birthday. Loved this guy too. Wow, he was he was the center that I uh, went to college with. You know, you know, you had the center you grew up with, and Mike Webster, and then there was there was Dawson. He was the guy that. Uh, in the nineties that he was just a mainstay. Yeah. And one last thing to finish it up. And this is going to be all you, Brian, because I'll just set it up. Cause I got nothing else to say. Uh, the Pittsburgh Maulers have made the USFL playoffs. A four and six team, baby. Ray Horton did it. <laughs> they're going to the playoffs. They're going, they're in the final four of the USFL. And I know it's, uh, it, I'm glad Jeff's not on the show because <laughs> he would be poo-pooing it and he would be making fun of it. But you know what? There's people that pay attention. The, the Maulers have actually a phenomenal defense for the USFL. They're really good. I mean, they, gosh, the, they have Ruben Foster on that team too. And he's, he's going to end up back in the NFL because of this season with them. This is a uh, Boogie Roberts. They have a guy too that's uh, really exciting on the defense, and another guy on that defense, Dave. I don't know if you're aware of this, but a Pittsburgh favorite the last couple of years as an undrafted free agent, Mister Mark Gilbert. Is really? The oh, the 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 cornerback. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it, it's really exciting to to watch the uh, Canton or uh, Pittsburgh Maulers because uh, they do play in Canton, Ohio. But, you know, I love the I, I catch some games here and there. I pay attention to them. They actually should be five and five right now because Chris blew it, blew it at the end of a game where they, they would have won by one point over a very good team in the Houston Gamblers just a couple of weeks ago. 
and Pitt, Chris Blewett was a pit kicker. He's the guy who beat Clemson just a few years ago. What, what you're doing is the opposite of name dropping. Okay, I just I just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I'm actually look. They're wearing black and gold now. I'm sure. I'll at Mahler. least give them that. You know, but Brian, really. Knowing that the Maulers made the playoffs, how does that make you feel? I know how it makes you feel. I feel good. I feel so good at dancing. Yeah. So let's see you dance there right now. That's all right. Oh, all right, Brian. That's the week that was. Brian, what do you want to say here to close us out? Dave, happy Father's Day, my man. Happy got, Father's Day to you. I got an early Father's Day gift from my kids because we're going to be gone tomorrow. So, And they gave me a bluey book. For Father's Woo-hoo! Day, I got there's a there's a special Father's Day Bluey book. Yeah, well, you all you got to do is if there's anything about unicorns that that tells you that you're so good you uh, that you would dance. So uh, <laughs> go ahead, make sure you're looking for that one. So that that's great, Brian. This has been a lot of fun. I love it. I love this time together. Let's get on out of here, Dave. That was the week that was black and gold style. Curtain Network. Get it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.